Another episode of Broomsticks and Butterbeer, episode 133. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are continuing our new journey through Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. And Jessica, last time we talked about chapter one. We did. And today we're going to be talking about chapter two. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. We're going to try to go in numerical order. Oh, trying something new. Yeah, just to try to kind of... You know, add add a little uh, cohesiveness to the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would make sense. In the past, we were just picking random chapters. That, maybe that's why it took us so long to get through the book. Hmm. Maybe it seemed like it took us longer. Cause we didn't really have any idea of how... I can't keep this going. No, yeah, we, no. We... If you're <laughs> listening to this podcast for the first time, we go in I'm chapter sorry. order. <laughs> we apologize for our uh, shenanigans. shenanigans and tomfoolery. <laughs> Our shenanigans are fun and cheeky, though. Yes. Most people's shenanigans are sad and tired. Swear to God, I'm going to pistol whip the next guy that says (laughs) shenanigans. And if you had Super Troopers on your pop culture bingo card, Mm -hmm. you should be marking it off right now. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and mark it off. And last time we marked off Chapter 1, The Other Minister. Today we're going to be talking about Chapter 2, Spinner's End. Which is a bicycle-themed chapter. Yes. What? Yep. Okay. Go ahead and hit the... Well, what? There you go. Uh, Last time we talked about chapter one, which is The Other Minister. Like I said, we started a new book. And we also, for the first time, got to see the interaction between the Muggle Prime Minister and the Minister of Magic. We're seeing the Muggle world consequences of the Second Wizarding War. Bridge collapses and murder... Uh, we learned that Fudge has been removed from his position as Minister of Magic and replaced by someone named Rufus Scrimgur. And, and nobody has emailed yet to pick apart my pronunciation of Rufus's last name. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, he doesn't like play a big role. Not like Fudge did. Fudge was like in the in the story for a while. With his purple curly boots? Yes. Uh, well, Fudge is staying on as on, on the staff as one of Rufus's lackeys, and we also learned that Kingsley Shacklebolt has been undercover as security for the Muggle Prime Minister. We also learned the horrifying fact that Dementors can breed with yeah. one another. Very unnerving. It was really foggy here for the past couple of days. <laughs> I didn't even think about that till just now. We've had some ridiculous fog issues here in St. Louis in January of twenty twenty four. They said it was due to some Arctic blast or something. Well, no, or- it's because we were so cold. We were like in the negative temperatures. Uh-huh. So everything was so cold. And then warm air blew in from the south. And so the air was warm and the ground was cold and it caused the fog. What is the uh, fast food joint that has the Arctic blast as a uh, 
looking it up right now. Arctic glass drink. Oh no, it's a Mountain Dew flavor. Sorry. Yeah. I was gonna guess I like Taco Bell because don't they have all the Mountain Dew flavors? <sighs> they always got something. Drinks. Baja Blast. Yeah, the Baja Blast. That's what I was thinking of. I couldn't remember if Arctic Blast was like a fast food play, place drink or a Mountain Dew drink or a Powerade flavor. <laughs> what flavor is it? Blue. Blue. Blue's not a flavor. Blue Blast. Oh, Blue Blast. <laughs> you have The Office on go your, ahead and mark your bingo card. pop culture bingo card. Did I ever tell you about the... Uh, teacher that I used to work with, I think I did tell you this, teacher that I used to work with at one of my old schools, she made bingo cards for her class for like a class party or something like that, and she printed them off the internet, which is fine. Mm -hmm. However, she printed one off and just made 25 copies of it. Yeah. <laughs> so all the kids got bingo the exact same time. <laughs> you know, we could do that. Uh -huh. We could make just a make bingo one. cards. Just make one. Make thousands of copies and for the listeners. For well, they just print out their own copy. We don't got to make copies. But the, no, I would but think as we long would print they... them and mail them. Snail mail to them. No. That's... No. No. Spend no. a few thousand dollars on but postage But they would have stamps. to listen and listen carefully uh -huh. to get their bingo. And then whoever figured it out first, like a puzzle. Yeah, but we had... We, we had bingo at the basketball game the other day where it was like if this player gets a steal or this team gets a certain number of rebounds or this team hits a free throw and it kind of stressed me out like during I, I was kind of stress watching I had game. fun I had fun I played the bingo at like, uh, the Cardinals okay, game too uh, that was his second steal uh, uh. the Cardinals I played bingo at Cardinals games too yeah but it take it takes uh, keeps track for you on your phone yeah, this was they just handed us a sheet it. of paper and gave us an off-brand Sharpie. Those are real Sharpies. They were not real Sharpies. They're... They're in, it is in the drawer right now. Do you want me to go get it? I thought it was real. I'll be back. Okay. Well, Dan's going to the kitchen. Uh, he's walking across the kitchen, opening the drawer, pulling out the said Sharpie, and coming back to... Oh, he didn't I hope you said me. Sharpie in air quotes. I said the said Sharpie. It's not. No, it's. It really looks like one, though. It does. The dollar store people have gotten really good at their knockoffs. Marker or marker X. They didn't spell marker right. I can't tell if that's supposed marker to be another Rett? It's a girl. Or it's X. a female marker. Is that an? A, mm, I think it's an R, but it looks like an X. Okay, so admit you're wrong. I was fooled. You still won't ever admit when you're wrong. <laughs> you're like, I was hoodwinked, bamboozled I even. I was. I was led astray. I was. I feel betrayed. You never Look admit. at what you did. You never admit You when made you're me feel wrong. betrayed. You never, in the 20 plus years we've been married, <laughs> you have never once admitted when you're wrong. There's always extenuating circumstances. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Let's get into chapter two, <laughs> Spinner's End. Uh, not a bicycle-themed chapter, surprisingly. No. Spinner's End kind of so sounds like a bicycle repair shop. I feel like it's where bicycles go to die. Or, or it's a, the end. Or, or a bicycle-themed uh, bar oh. or pub. There you go. Everybody drunkenly <laughs> rides their bicycles home. Which is safer than a car, I guess. But still illegal. 
Yeah, we can't. He doesn't. We can't do things yeah, drunk. We can't operate any kind of wheeled vehicle intoxicated. I don't think. What if it's a big wheel? What if it's a tricycle? Do they make big wheels still? I think so, but I think they're fancier now. Hmm. Give I me like. I feel like I haven't seen a big wheel no, in a I, long time. Give me time. like a good fifteen to twenty dollar big wheel. <laughs> No bells and whistles on it. I don't want to have any buttons that make any sound. You gotta have the tire that cracks down the middle. Yes. And you still can ride it though. Yeah, it's you fine. Still ride it. It's fine. I, you know, I was a, a heavy child, and we had this big hill by my house where I grew up, and I was on my big we wheel. You had a big hill. I was going down the big hill on my big wheel, and the hill was so steep you didn't even have to pedal. You just coasted you just mm-hmm. let inertia take you down and i got about halfway down this wheel i had to have been going 30 or 40 miles an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> and the back axle of the big wheel just fell off and my seat that i was sitting on just hit the ground really hard and i skidded about five to ten feet and i kind of just stopped for a second because i didn't realize my body and mind and soul were all processing <laughs> what, what was happening and then I just started screaming. <laughs> it's like, you know, when kids like fall and you're like, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. And you know that's just going to make them yeah. yell. But that's what happened. I, I had to have been doing 50 or 60 miles an hour on this Wait. big wheel. Well, what? What? You, you, you said a different speed range? I said 70 to 80 miles an hour no, is what I was doing. Oh. On this big wheel. And I don't think those tires are rated for that kind of speed. Definitely not. So, um, yeah, I'll have to see like what, what's up with the big wheel. But I don't think kids like even want big wheels. They want like the the motorized stuff. They want like, an iPhone. That's all they want. Yeah, just give me an iPhone. I just want to stay inside. Stay inside. Mess around on my iPhone. <sighs> big wheels were awesome. Yeah, they're great. And you get the seat that moves back, so when you mm-hmm. get older, taller, mm-hmm. you can move the seat back. I wish I had a seat that moved, like, out for, like, my big butt. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, a seat, like, you can buy, like, a like a, an extra seat for, for the large child. Mm-hmm. Maybe the seat's got, like, little handles on the side that, like, uh, you can pull out and make wider or push them in to make them thinner. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. I think you're you're looking for some bells and whistles, and you just said you didn't eat any bells and whistles. You're right. You you always call me on my nonsense, and uh-huh. that's why we're a good team. Uh, this chapter, highlighted by a pair of witch sisters. Who are we talking about here? Narcissa mm-hmm. and Bellatrix. Narcissa Malfoy, the mother of Draco and wife of uh, Lucius, yes. the recently captured Lucius. And uh, they teleport to kind of this bad part of town, right? Murder a fox. Murder a fox for necessary? no reason. Necessary? Was it necessary? I think it's just to show you that she's bad. <sighs> kind of like her name, cute. though. Like <laughs> J.K. Rowling doesn't leave like any room for confusion with some of these names, like Narcissa. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if she's bad. Oh, she's fine. Narcissus. She's fine. Narcissa. fine. From the Greek root, Narcissus. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably fine. And then we've got Lestrange. Some people are just a little strange. It's fine. 
I wonder if these are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got Narcissa Malfoy and Bellatrix Lestrange showing up in a bad uh, kind of town, part of the town, and Bellatrix is really trying to get Narcissa not to go where she wants to go. And the back and forth with them gets pretty intense, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, Narcissa, like, busts out her wand and threateningly and even kind of, she just, I don't know if she actually does something, light comes out of her wand, and Bellatrix jumps back yeah, as if she like, were burned. Yeah. Did you burn me? <laughs> Did you burn me? If you had booby and crazy on your boob Have we bingo told that card, story on here? I don't know. All right. <laughs> it came up last night. Years ago, we were years ago we were having a football party over at the the Rhino Mansion, and of course, at uh, big fancy galas like that, you make a tray tray full of uh, Totino's pizza rolls. I had meticulously mm-hmm. spread them out on the tray mm-hmm. and was attempting to move towards the oven to put them in the oven. And the, the pan was. Ice cold at this point. Yes. And Boo turned around, Dan's brother, and bumped into me <laughs> with his bare arm, mm-hmm. bumped into the tray. And he just starts yelling at me. He had a he had a, a, bi- a fat Dan on the big wheel moment <laughs> where his body, mind, and soul cannot process what was going on. I was busy trying to make sure I wasn't going to drop any pizza rolls off this tray. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just starts yelling at me. You you go ahead, do the yelling. And he's he has no idea that these pizza rolls have not ever been in the oven. He has no idea. That he this pan he doesn't is... know if I was coming from the oven or yes. going to the oven. And his first thought is that I've been burned so badly <laughs> that, that I've lost that it. it's that I've lost all the the nerves. <laughs> Firing in my arm. From brushing against, <laughs> briefly brushing against. And he yells, Did you burn me? I can't tell. Did you burn me? <laughs> so Narcissa has a has a moment like that in this oh, chapter. Oh, Bella. Bellatrix. Bella has the, the did you burn me moment. Bellatrix, yeah. And I got, I get a, uh, I got a little caught off guard by their nicknames for each other. Yeah. Bella and Sissy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which, well, you call your sister Sissy. Yeah, but not because her name is Narcissa. No, but maybe <laughs> she doesn't call her that because her name is Narcissa. Maybe she calls her that because she's the sister. I believe it's spelled with a C in the book. So? <laughs> Just admit you're wrong. <laughs> That's your point. I've I been fooled! J.K. Rowling led me astray! For sure that way, I said it could be that way. You don't know. You don't know their history. So, Narcissa is very focused on getting to where she wants to. And Bellatrix is very adamant about not letting Narcissa get there. There's talks that it's going to anger the Dark Lord. And that he he told you not to get involved. Or he told you not to stick your nose into this business. Told you not to talk about it, and she's gonna go talk about it. And we find and we find out later why Narcissa is so adamant about getting help with this issue because it involves her son. Mm-hmm. 
But before we get there, we're led through a pretty dreary part of town until we get to the home of Severus Snape. And I guess I never thought about where the professors live outside of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. I just kind of assumed that they all just lived on campus. Like it was a Trelawney <laughs> situation. Well, I think they do, but this is the summer. Right. So but I guess I just kind of assume they're, like, they're all, all like the time. when you're in elementary school and a lot of us used to think that like the teachers lived at the school. Lived at the school. <laughs> And I guess I kind of just assume that with the, the Hogwarts professors, that they just kind of live there year-round. But Severus is in just a muggle, you know, the equivalent of East St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did kind of wonder, is it really as shabby as we're being led to believe? Mm. Or are they just... Narcissus is just kind of snobby, and it's not up to her standards. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or is it made to look shabby on the outside as kind of a decoy for... Deterrent, to just don't yeah. leave me alone, you'll come here. Uh-huh. Leave, or, like, leave the place alone when he's not there, because sure. he's at school for, you know, so many months out of the year. and I don't know. So there's a moment when Snape comes to the door... And he kind of catches me off guard because he he perks up when he sees Narcissa. And for me, this excitement doesn't really gel with the character that we know, especially the portrayal in the movies. He's Narcissa! Exclamation point. What a pleasant surprise! Exclamation point. Like, have we ever seen him react to anybody in in that exciting or positive of a manner. No, but maybe he felt like he needed to pretend for her. He's doing a really good job. Yeah. He's doing an awfully good job of pretending. Uh, at this point in the story, we really don't know what side of the game Snape is playing. Uh, Dumbledore feels that Snape is a key member of the Order of the Phoenix... And is a spy within Voldemort's crew. And Voldemort believes that Snape is a key member of the Death Eaters. And is a spy within Hogwarts. So, what makes Snape so convincing to both sides? Is it just the fact that he never really, other than when he sees Narcissa, never really shows <laughs> much emotion? So, he, his, he never gets like too high or too low with his feelings. And he's kind of tough to read. What about Snape makes both sides convinced that Snape is on their side? Mm. He's a really good actor. Yes. No, I mean, there's reasoning, there's reasons for all of this, but it's kind of spoilery, so mm. you have to can't go there with it. Um. But yeah, he's he's working both sides of the table. He can't he. He just is. I mean, he's actually doing it, so. I just like that when he's around everybody else, he's very droll and unemotionless. And then when Narcissa comes over, he turns in Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello! (laughs) I don't think it was quite all that, but. Uh, What's Wormtail up to? Uh, We get to see him again in this chapter. 
Um, Apparently, he's living with Snake. Yeah, what's his and, life like in and Chateau assisting him? Severus. He's supposed to be assisting him, and I think I mean really just the Dark Lord wanted him out from under his feet. He was like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't with you right now. You need to go be somewhere else. Put him on assignment. Yeah, and Snape seems to be, you know, I'm sure he's not pleased by it, and um, he's taking advantage. Go get, go fix us some drinks. And Wormtail gets very defensive about this. He's, I am supposed to be your assistant, not your servant. But it, Wormtail's kind of like living in this like room behind like a like book a Bruce case. Wayne trick bookcase or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, if somebody else came over, Wormtail wouldn't be able to just be hanging out. Mm-hmm. You know, if Dumbledore came to visit, you can be like. So he's kind of in a hidden room. But Snape even makes the comment that Wormtail has kind of been like listening in and mm. you know kind of just being skeevy Wormtail yeah, like he skeevy. always is so let's talk about Bellatrix's insistence that she and Narcissa shouldn't be talking to Snape why is Bellatrix so adamant about this uh, because the Dark Lord told her specifically not to talk to anybody about it not to discuss the plan There's, no one should know about this plan and so she's basically d- d- disobeying orders, betraying the Dark Lord by going to somebody else to talk about this plan. Well, in this chapter, Bellatrix really lets loose, kind of puts everything on the table, all of her theories about Snape, right? Mm-hmm. She really kind of puts everything out in the open, and she feels that Snape can't be trusted. Yeah, yeah, that's the other side of it is not only is Bellatri- or Narcissa breaking the rules, but she's breaking the rules with someone that Bellatrix believes can't be trusted. And she goes into this whole rant about and asks him a whole bunch of questions. Where were you? When did you do this? Why didn't you do that? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Spanish Inquisition. And, you know, kind of impressive. Snape, like, literally remembers every single question and the order in which they were asked and talks through them bit by bit Mm -hmm. and as far as the writing like I feel like this was very necessary because us as readers are going what is going on with him why like we needed to know the answers to these questions Mm -hmm. not just Narcissus or not just Bellatrix yeah it was a very uh, we got a lot of information Mm -hmm. this chapter uh, Snape, like you said, has an answer for everything as far as proving his allegiance to Voldemort. And very condescending answer, too. Yeah, do you think, which just makes Bellatrix even more yeah. upset. Like, well, I've explained this to him. Did he not share with you this information? <laughs> oh, I guess he doesn't tell you everything that he tells me. <laughs> I have given him very valuable information on the Order of the Phoenix. He didn't share that with you? So kind of on that note, do you think Bellatrix is more suspicious of Snape or jealous of Snape's seemingly growing closeness and trust level with Voldemort? I think it's... If you had to pick one, more suspicious oh, you're make or me more... Pick? You, you know pick I one. like to pick both. I know a bit of both is kind of your go-to. Yeah, but it makes sense. Like, she sees the closeness and she's jealous, so she wants to... 
like get him in trouble, get it to be, you know, get him to fall out of that favor. And by being suspicious of everything he's doing, trying to catch him in something so she can prove that he's not a good asset to the Dark Lord and that she should be the favorite. That that makes sense to me. So maybe I'm just bad at asking questions because I always set it up to where the answer, of course, is a bit of both. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's but my it fault. It's my fault. It's not your fault. It's it's the complexity of the character and the situation. It is both. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the real reason that Narcissa is here and the reason Bellatrix tried to stop her from coming. Narcissa's husband and Draco's father, Lucius, was captured by the uh, Ministry at the Ministry of Magic in the last book. And Narcissa feels that Voldemort is punishing Lucius for his failure by sending young Draco on some kind of upcoming death mission. Well, he did really mess up. He being Lucius? Yeah. Well, yeah, so did the rest of the Death Eaters, too. Because but they had he a, was in charge. They had a really hard time with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come out and go into all the danger. He's like, danger? By that you mean the six teenagers? The six children. <laughs> untrained children. She's like, well, the order showed, showed up, up eventually. eventually. <laughs> like, Snape's like, this should have been over like, before anybody showed up. You guys really struggled with these kids. Yeah. So, we don't get specifics, but we know that it's some very high-level mission that Draco is excited about taking. Oh, I know. I know you know. Oh, okay. And I believe I know, too. Oh, okay. But just to kind of keep with the, the theme of our... Non-spoiler podcast. (laughs) The fact that Draco's Snape said he's very excited to be given an opportunity like this, kind of like getting promoted to the major leagues. Mm -hmm. But Narcissa is convinced that this is a suicide mission for Draco, and even kind of says something like. Well, how could Draco get it done when the Dark Lord couldn't even... And then she kind of covers her mouth and Bellatrix, <gasps> like, how dare how you? How dare like, you? Talk down about the Dark Lord. She's like, well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> so we know that it's something big. We know that it's something big. And we know that Draco's excited to be getting some at-bats with the, the big league club here. Narcissa just is very sure that... it's. She's already lost her husband to Azkaban, uh, presumably. Unless there was some prison break, or, you know, some prison, prison, which happens a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. Like, people. either on the way to Azkaban Prison's or Prison's not Azkaban. really that big a deal. No, it's not. People just come and go as they please, apparently. Mm-hmm. The, the guards are all on the take <laughs> from the Dark Lord, and apparently just breeding like crazy. Yep. You know, they, they got away from their... <laughs> Uh, job responsibilities and now are just, you know... Focusing on their home life. Yeah, focusing on... And families. You know, creating families in the, the London fog. But this is uh, 
something that Narcissa feels that is not going to go well for Draco and wants Snape's assistance and wants Snape's assurance that Snape can help make sure that Draco survives this, right? Yep. The biggest part of this chapter, thank you for the hot take Sorry, there. I, I nodded <laughs> and you went on you and I was hot, like... Okay. Oh, you got something to say? Go ahead and say it. No. Hot take. Hit the hot take button there. Uh, the biggest part of the chapter comes when Snape says he'll try to help Draco on this mission and try to protect Draco. But Narcissa wants to take this promise a little further with an unbreakable vow. So how does an unbreakable vow work exactly? I kind of feel like it was better in the movie mm-hmm. than the book. So in the book, if they both kneel on the ground, or I don't know if you have to be kneeling, Narcissa was just already kneeling, Mm -hmm. I don't know. They both kneel on the ground and grasp right arms, and Narcissa asks him to make a promise, and he says, I will, and Bellatrix is the bonder, Mm -hmm. and she needs her wand, but she doesn't really do anything other than that. She just has her wand out, and chains of gold come out um so you need a third a magical third party yes to be like your witness uh, uh what's the people at your job that witness signatures notary? the notary <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think she needs to be that she needs to be notarized by a third impartial wizard yeah so we we got a little exposure to this in the earlier books with the original order of the phoenix and the secret keeper, right? Yes. When the secret keeper was ended up being Wormtail, and that ended up backfiring on James uh, and Lily. James and Lily. So, if either Snape is is in service to the Dark Lord. Or he's a really good actor, and he's got some way out of this unbreakable vow. Or he's got another plan, because at the end of this chapter, Bellatrix seals this vow between Snape and Narcissa, that Snape is going to do everything he can to make sure that you know Draco comes out of this alive. And if Draco can't get the, the job done, that Snape is going to do the job yeah he was good on the first two because it was like we do everything you can uh, sure to watch out for draco and help him yeah we do everything you can to protect him and uh, make sure, sure he comes out of his life will you do everything you can to or will you complete the task if draco can't oh uh, man yeah <laughs> yeah yes 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 <laughs> Yeah, so that's where we're at at the end of Chapter 2. Spinner's End, which I guess refers to the part of town mm-hmm. that they're in. Kind of like the uh, the doldrums part of England. Yeah. Uh, so we did get a lot of information in this chapter. Yes. Uh, do you have any thoughts about... You mentioned kind of how it is explained a little bit better in the movie, The Unbreakable Vow. Any other things? Do we Do we get to see Snape's house in the movies i don't remember yeah um yeah i'm pretty sure it's snape's house 
they're at a house, so unless he gets like summoned to go see Narcissa, I think they go to him. Yes. Now I'm, I kind of remember them yes. going there. You kind of pulled a snake it's there. It's been you a went, long time. Uh, sure. It's been a long time. Um, Did you say yeah, sure, or yes, sir? Yes, sure. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, we do see this. It's obviously condensed and much shorter. Now we get all of this content. I'm sure it was like 15 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the way the, the movies roll. Uh, anything else you want to say about Chapter 2? Because we do have an email. An email? I didn't know we had an email. Ooh, we got any sounds for email? The mailbox? You've got mail. <laughs> That's all I got. No, I I just I liked the chapter. Uh, I did enjoy. I enjoyed it as well. More of the world and mm -hmm. more time with other characters. We've had two very different chapters compared to what a normal Harry Potter chapter is like. Mm -hmm. The first two chapters of this book are really kind of a a departure from what we. What a normal, whatever normal is, whatever, you know, a a standard chapter is in the Harry Potter I'm sure sagas. there are some fans that are sitting there going, oh, where's Harry? I just want to get to Harry. Where's Hogwarts? I just want to get to Hogwarts. But I, I do I like, like seeing yeah, I other like aspects. Two. It's kind of, it's kind of like we're, we're doing a little world building here mm -hmm. before we just get to the chaos, which, you know, is going to come with the... The, wizarding, the second I, Wizarding War. I think this was a great way to kind of dive deeper into what's going on with Snape. Because everybody was mm -hmm. going to be asking that question. And it was going to have to be addressed somewhere. And we just got it done here. It was a good character building chapter for Narcissa as well. Mm -hmm. And Bellatrix, oh, I yeah, think. She, and the relationship between the two. Narcissa was quite a mess. Way more a mess in this than mm -hmm. she is in the movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they, they got it, you know, 13 seconds or whatever in the movie. But she was crying and wailing and falling onto the floor and sloshing her drink and just a wreck. And there's you you almost kind of feel bad for her, mm -hmm. you know, that for her being part of a, you know, a horrible evil racist family, <laughs> you know, she loves her son. Mhm. Mm and she loves her husband too. But don't blame him. <laughs> she did get a little defensive about that. But she her son is a teenager. He hasn't even graduated school yet. You know, he hasn't had a chance to live his life yet and he's apparently being sent on a a death mission. Mm -hmm. So you do feel with with her as a mother, you know. And it's a very dramatic thing for her or a big change for her because we see this family as very, like, mm -hmm. proper and perfect and kind of snooty. Better and than everybody. Better than everyone. Yes. We don't, we don't have, we don't, we don't have breakdowns. We don't struggle for anything. Yes. And here she is literally crying and throwing herself on the floor. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, she's, she's really having a rough time. Uh, our email today comes to us, broomsticks dot butterbeer at gmail.com from Jacqueline Doss. Guess where Jacqueline's from? She is uh, from, I'll give you a hint, she's from a state in the United States. Oh. Um, that I don't think we've had an email from. Utah. Further west. 
Um, we had somebody from California, uh-huh. right? Further west. Hawaii. Hawaii. Third try. Jacqueline Dawson in Hawaii. I don't know why. Where are you talking from? <laughs> you just assume that like Utah, just they're not allowed to have fun there, so we wouldn't have got an email from them. <laughs> There was, I forget what movie it was, they were talking about sports teams that had moved. And they said, uh, the Minneapolis Lakers moved to Los Angeles where there are no lakes. The uh, New Orleans Jazz moved to Utah where they don't allow music. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry, You know that the Los Angeles Lakers were originally in Minneapolis, which is the land of 10,000 lakes. I, I, I know nothing and about this. And I don't this. know if they have any lakes in California. Do they have bulls in Chicago? <laughs> I would assume, yeah, at the zoo and stuff. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Jacqueline writes, We know that muggle-born students attend Hogwarts all the time, with Hermione maybe being the most popular example. I love this because it always made me feel like I could, like I could get a Hogwarts letter. But, do you think any muggle-born characters that attended Hogwarts decide that they preferred the non-magic world and lived the rest of their life like a muggle? Or would it just be too tough to go back to a muggle life once you knew that magic existed? So, muggle-born students at Hogwarts, a lot of them have no idea of the existence of magic until their Hogwarts letter comes. Mm-hmm. And then they have to just totally rewire their brain that this magic exists and that I am a witcher, a potential witcher or wizard, and that I'm going to go to wizarding school instead of public school. Do you think that at any time over the years that any, any of these wizarding schools have been around, that a muggle has gone to the wizarding, into the wizarding community and kind of said, eh, it's not for me. I think that Hogwarts starts them young enough. Mm-hmm. That even if they come from a family that is kind of like the Dursleys where they're very anti-magic and we don't believe in that nonsense. That if, I mean, I could see like a Dursley family being like, you're not going to Hogwarts because magic is nonsense and whatever. You, and once they find out about thousands it. Thousands of of Hogwarts letters. Well, no, they're, they're just going to decline to go. I could see them, like, not letting their kid go. But if they did let their kid go, I feel like the kid's starting off young enough that he's going to get rid of those muggles bad and weird and... Bu- or not muggles. Magic's bad and weird and, and dive on in. Now, I could see kind of missing your normal muggle life. More so now days yes, that's what then I was back say. at the harry potter time before, frame before the tablet was invented <laughs> before the tablet was invented because now we got our own little electronic magic um but i don't think you would ever get rid of it for real like you would go to school you would learn the magic like yeah this world's not really for me I don't want a job in the ministry. I don't want a job teaching magic. I don't want, like, a magical job. I'm just going to go back to my life and be an accountant because that's what I love. That's my passion. Mm -hmm. And But I still feel like in their home they're going to be like, do the dishes and whip out their wand and wash the dishes. 
Or, oh, somebody's coming over and the house is a mess. I'm going to whip out that wand okay. and clean up the mess. Yeah. I don't feel like they'll ever 100% let it go. Yeah, if they embraced right. it to begin with. You're probably right. I, I do think, though, I, I guess I was thinking more about today's youth and the fact that, you know, I try to do cool things at school, but the only thing they want to do is play on their Chromebooks. No matter mm-hmm. how cool the lesson I have is or how cool the activity or engaging it is, there are always some that the only thing that brings them joy in this world is staring into a screen. And I don't know that some of them could go to, especially since kids now, we've got kindergartners in my school that have iPhones. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to Hogwarts for however many months out of the year and, and not, have your, not phone. have your phone, not have Wi-Fi, you know, not have, you know, access to Roblox or Fortnite. There are some kids that just be like, no, I'm I'm going home. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> but you could learn magic. Don't care. I need TikTok. Yeah. I I think that if it if it was today's generation, I'm not saying it would be most of them. But I think there'd be some. A chunk. A chunk. That couldn't do you know, it. not more than half or anything, but it's not just going to be like one strange kid out of, out of a billion or something like that. I think there'd be a certain percentage that would just say, I can't be away from my phone. The Ryan Howard from The Office. <laughs> I can't not be with my phone. I, mm-hmm. I can't I, not I can't have my touch phone. It. I have to touch it. Yes. Yeah. So that's a great question. Uh, Aloha. Aloha. Jacqueline. Thank you for uh, for sending us an email. You can always send us an email, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, or send us a message on X at broomsticksb. You can fo- give us a follow there. You can send us messages on Facebook, Broomsticks and Butterbeer on Facebook. Uh, you can also uh, follow us and message us on the gram. Gram. Instagram. I believe it's broomsticksb podcast on Instagram. I know nothing about Instagram. Jess will post things there when there's new episodes out. Uh, but I have no idea how it works or even what it is. He is on Instagram, but he is not on Instagram. No. I I do use your account to send you uh, videos that I want to then watch again later. Huh. So you're using me. <laughs> yes. And when, you, when it's a video that I want you to watch, I just copy the link and text it to uh-huh. you. Yeah. But you want to have a you want to have a paper trail for a video that you want to watch later, <laughs> yeah. a digital paper trail. An easy trail. way to find it later. Well, thanks everybody for downloading, listening, and subscribing. We really appreciate you uh, joining us on this journey through uh, book number six of the Harry Potter saga. Uh, don't know when our next trivia event's going to be. Um, I know C two E two is coming up in a few months here in twenty twenty four. Uh, and we've applied to go back since we missed it last year. But uh, we'll keep you guys posted on uh, any appearances we have coming up or any trivia events that we're, we're doing. Because we always uh, like meeting everybody and giving away some good stuff. 
we are not going to Missouri Con. Yeah, that's. Um, I don't. Yeah, we weren't invited back. I don't know if somebody I somebody like, did ask if I said if I said something. Uh, yeah, people were asking on the Missouri Comic Con page on. Uh, oh, no, somebody on messaged Facebook. me on Facebook. Oh, somebody messaged you. Message broomsticks and butterbeer. Okay. Not me directly. I saw somebody a comment broomsticks on, and butterbeer uh, asking if we were coming. I saw a comment on that tagged us on the Missouri Comic Con Facebook page, and even the guy who won last year had a pic did you see this he had a picture of his trophy he goes i hope you guys come back i want to defend this <laughs> <laughs> so that's on the page i'll show it to you when we get we just have to go and do it like in the parking lot since we weren't invited <laughs> thanks like missouri so, comic-con like selling like knockoff like uh gear in the parking lot uh-huh. out of the trunk of our car and doing uh, we just post on their Facebook page be like, hey, trivia in the parking lot. Like, you can pay all this money to go into Missouri Comic Con, or you can hang out in the parking lot for free with us, with us and get some free swag. Uh, thanks, everybody, again. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> it was a little late. I was looking down at my paper, and I thought the kitchen exploded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. DJ Airhorn got me. Uh, special thanks to Jennifer, Catherine, Luke, Amelia, Jane, Ronnie, Anastasia, Kelly, and Olivia, who's got a birthday coming up. Yep. And we're going to get to uh, hang out with uh, with some of the inner circle, which will be really cool. But uh, just because you're not in the inner circle doesn't mean you're not special. You're just not invited to Olivia's birthday party. Yeah, you're just party. not invited to the party, <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> you cannot come to a two-year-old's birthday party just because you listen to the podcast. We're going to fingerprint and background check you yes. before you're uh, allowed to come. That's how we had uh, Catherine. took a while to get her in the group. We had the, the background check takes uh, six to eight weeks to come through. Oh, okay. And, that, uh, that was the know, Before we let her you know, hang out with us, uh-huh. we had to, uh, had to run that background check. Because she is a little suspicious. Don't you know? be suspicious. Don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I don't suspicious. even know what don't. that's from. It's from Parks and Rec. Anastasia knows that. Oh. <laughs> I've just heard it so many times. Mark uh, Parks and Rec off on your bingo cards. And we just said something a couple minutes ago, too, that was another. The pop. office? Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Okay, Ryan yeah. With his phone. Yeah. The second office reference. Second so office mark reference. it again. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Jennifer, Catherine, Luke, Amelia, Jane, Ronnie, Anastasia, Kelly, Olivia. Follow us on all our social medias. Leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If anybody's curious who was the first Inner Circle member to text me about the author that despises J.K. Mm. Rowling and her writing technique, um, Jennifer was the first. Yeah. And Jane said, you were right about me. I, yeah, I was goes, vaguely I no, curious, no, but didn't actually no care. <laughs> I don't care. And he told her who it was. She said, I have no idea who that is. I Nor said, do I, I knew care. You wouldn't. Nor do I care for you to expound upon why she's so evil. We're bringing her over to the fantasy side. Who the evil writer? No, Jane. <laughs> Jane. We are bringing her over. Not me. Not you. Yeah. Me. Jennifer, Anastasia, Catherine. Gotcha. We've, we've pulled Jane in. Well, again, thanks everybody. Until next time, be a wizard, be a witch, be a muggle, be a squib. 
but don't be a jerk. Or a git. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.